Hello and welcome to the St. Francis Sunday Sermon Podcast for this, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. Our sermon this week comes from the Reverend Christine Trainer. Enjoy and have a blessed week, my friends. In the name of the one holy and living God. Amen. I was in the mission the other night with a friend walking around the neighborhood. The sun was and all along the sidewalk, tents were going up. People with no permanent housing were pitching two-man, four-man tents all along the sidewalk. I've seen these tents go up under the highway over near Rainbow Grocery, and I've seen them go up in pockets in Berkeley and Oakland, ever more pervasive and common. I noticed these tents, I noticed the people setting them up, but I passed on by. This morning when I got my coffee in West Portal on my way to church, a man sat on the wall and he was trying to sell me a street sheet, that's the newsletter created by homeless persons, sold to raise a little bit of money. I smiled at him, but I passed on by. I do that a lot in the city. It seems that maybe more than I used to, so many people in need, desperate, trying to survive. It tugs at my heart and it troubles me. But so often, like the priest and the Levite in the story, I walk on by. I try to rationalize my response by telling myself that I donate to organizations which try to Alleviate, alleviate not only the symptoms, but go to the core problem of homelessness and displacement. But still, I am troubled. It doesn't sit right to pass on by. I just saw the movie recently, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. The film is really provocative, and I highly recommend it. A young man squats in his childhood home when it is vacated by evicted tenants. It's a film about gentrification of this city of San Francisco, about displacement of peoples. And it's a film about dreams and friendships and the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. It's a film about unlikely neighbors who find their lives intersecting in unexpected and meaningful ways. If you spend any time walking the streets of the city, I imagine you have encountered the same question that the lawyer asks in our gospel story today. Who is my neighbor? He asked the question here a little bit to trip up Jesus, but I also think he asked the question because he too is troubled by the need and desperation that he sees around him. This lawyer knows the letter of the law very well, but he's really struggling to embrace the spirit of the Instead of answering directly, Jesus tells a story and lets the lawyer come to the conclusion on his own. The story is a familiar one. We call it the story of the Good Samaritan. It's interesting to note, though, that the story as written never says that the Samaritan is good. As Jesus tells it, he just is. Jesus doesn't make a value judgment. Who is my neighbor? The lawyer asks. 
from a sect held in great disdain by the Jews in the story. Thus, a neighbor for us may prove to also be a public or political enemy or ideological opponent, a person who does not agree with us on religious and other questions, one who is psychologically or physically alien to us. Jesus wants to imply that everyone is neighbor. The parable of the Good Samaritan and also the whole gospel erases the boundaries between our notions of who is near and who is far. For God, no one is far. For God, all are near. All are precious creations. The Samaritan, then, is the one who recognizes that when it comes to the question of who is our neighbor, <coughs> there are no rules, there are no boundaries. Our neighbor, it turns out, is anyone in need. The story is about a limitless kind of love, about a man, an outsider to the Jews in the story, who said, I will care for this other man with no limit. I will love this man through, though he is my enemy and another stranger to me. Whatever it is this man needs, I will give it to him without limits. There's a larger question that this passage has, and it's where the Lord starts. His first question to Jesus is, what must I do to inherit eternal life? When the lawyer asks about eternal life, my mind goes to thinking about life after death, something abstract and in the future. But it's interesting that Jesus' answer situates itself in the here and now. He doesn't answer about some far-off or future time or state. He doesn't answer with an individualistic formula. His answer is concrete and concerns itself with how we are in relationship with specific people here and now. After all, Christianity is an incarnate faith, which is to say that what we do, how we are, here and now matters. We don't earn eternal life by what we do and how we are. We, we open ourselves up to the gift of eternal life. We open our hearts and our minds and our very selves to the joy of what it is to be in communion with God and with each other. Through our biblical faith, we learn over and over again that the way of Jesus is not to be experienced some time later in the future, but here and now, in the immediacy and the materiality, in the flesh and blood of people who are put in our path. As we did it to the least of mine, so you did it to me, Jesus says. Mother Teresa once put it like this, the biggest disease is not leprosy or cancer, it is the feeling of being uncared for or unwanted, of being deserted and alone. The greatest evil is the lack of love and charity and an indifference toward one's neighbor, who may be the victim of poverty or disease or exploited and at the end of their life left at a roadside. God loves us whole. God makes us whole and enables us to love others whole. It doesn't matter where 
on only that love is done. The other day I walked over to the Kentucky Fried Chicken on Ocean Avenue for lunch. Outside the doors, a man stood asking for help, hungry, disheveled, in distress. I invited him in and brought him, brought him lunch, and we sat together, and he told me about his life. And at the end of the meal, he thanked me and went on his way. I was given the gift of encountering Christ at KFC. We, each of us, is given countless opportunities throughout our day to encounter Christ. Through this story, Jesus opens our eyes to those opportunities and invites us to take them. And thereby, we embrace the mover, because we are, each of us, children of God. And thereby, we open ourselves to 